This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. This is the show where we talk about markets, futures, forex, and trading psychology with some of the best in the industry. Yes, the best. I'm Jack Pelzer, not currently one of the best, but getting better each day. We have an epic interview for you today between Jeff and Mr. Alan Matthew. <laughs> Alan is the CEO and managing director of Tribal Ventures, LLC. He spent over two decades trading all sorts of products down at the Chicago Board of Trade. He's also been to every Burning Man festival since 2004 and has practiced as a shamanic healer after learning from several shamans down in the Amazon, which brings me to an important point. This episode today may include some subject matter which may not be appropriate for everyone. Our analytics show that many children are not listening to this show, but for the sake of transparency, I figured we'd just get that out there. We tried to edit some things down, but let's just say there might be some language that you wouldn't want to use in front of the queen. That being said, I got to sit down with Alan before the episode, and as was once said in Ferris Bueller, he's one righteous dude. Honestly, I think you're going to find this episode quite interesting. I mean, most of you listening are traders, so I don't think too many people will deem too many of these things problematic. But if there are, certainly let us know in the comments. So what do you say? Are you ready to stir up some controversy Howard Stern style? Not yet, because first we're going to check in with the always wholesome Mark Meadows for this week's market reaction. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You have a market bias and the market is tempting you to put on a position. But it's a little early. You know if you do, the market can continue to move against you before it hits the next technical point of support or resistance. As it moves against you, you fall into this trap of convincing yourself that you're not wrong just early. If you wait and the market moves the direction you foresaw, you'll get hit with this FOMO. I knew it, you exclaim, as you count your would-be profits. So what do you do? This is something that I've struggled with my entire trading career. I still jump into positions early, earlier than I know I should. I did it in a euro dollar trade this week, selling as the price broke higher, only to watch my position go 25 pips out of the money and close to my 30 pip stop. Fortunately, I was going with the long-term trend and the price reversed so that I ultimately made money. And while the trade itself was valid, the entry point was awful. I got in based on fear, fear that I would miss the move lower. And fear is a terrible place to trade from. So this week, the market reaction is meant to hold myself accountable and potentially offer an idea for those of you out there that may struggle and do the same thing. Put in an order instead. If you put an order on, you are trading. Often, you could pick a point, say 10 ticks away, and turn that pain you would have experienced into positive P&L. Heck, even less of a loss is positive P&L. If you miss the move, try to forget about it, or at least bring to your mind all those times you were stopped out from entering a trade too early. That's what I'll be doing. I hope you'll join me. And that's your market reaction. Thank you, Mark. Listeners, prepare yourself to venture down the rabbit hole. Jeff today is talking to Alan Matthew, a man who is many things, most notably a trader and shamanic healer. I could add more, but honestly, what's the point? Jeff, take it away. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Limit Up podcast. My name is Jeff Carter. I blog at pointsandfigures.com. You can find me on Twitter at pointsandfigures. 
thank Top Step Trader for uh, hosting us. And today my guest is Alan Matthew. Alan is an old friend of mine. He was a trader in the wheat pit. Soybeans. Soybeans. I, I, I was a, he's a board of trade guy. I was a Merck guy. And uh, then he became an angel investor, and he's done a lot of other things in his life that I think you will find very interesting. Welcome to the program, Alan. Well, thank you, Jeff. Uh, and I'd like to begin by saying uh, <laughs> this is pretty impressive uh, company here, this Top Step Trader. Uh, we were talking earlier, I, I met them, I think, five years ago when they had an office uh, on the lower four floor in this building. But this is, the, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're doing quite well, so yeah. to speak. It's really nice. Here. It's kind of an interesting thing. Like, we knew people that backed traders on the floor. Like, when you started, somebody backed you. Yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. Somebody backed me. Yeah. But they were tangible. Like if you saw somebody going off the handle, <laughs> you could grab them by the neck and pull them out of the they pit and say, you're do done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did you get your start on the floor? I was um, taking post-grad uh, work at Roosevelt University. And I, my last semester in college, I, I was going to art class at midnight or one in the morning. And there was a woman there and I had read an article about the Board of Trade. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. uh, in the Sunday paper. And wow. I just decided that I was going to go check it out. What year was this? Probably 1974, mm -hmm. 73, 74. And um, she goes, well, hey, I know this guy, Pat Arbor. And, you know, if you get down yeah. there, just tell him, you know, that I sent you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I showed wow. up on the, you know, at the... Uh, uh, door to the fourth floor, and yeah. yeah, they called them in. So that's funny, yeah. And they used to do that, like they would page people, and then yeah, walk. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the Merck floor, after Anthony Spilatro got killed, they were paging him all the time. Oh, it was that's really funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> we had a few of those too. <laughs> yeah. So you started clerking for Pat? Uh, no, he got me a job with um, Mayor Gilbert Leslie. I don't know if Leslie was a big name back yeah, then. No. Um, he actually had a farm report. So he would send before the government started, wow. he had a competing one. So he had thousands of farmers that would send in um, their planning intentions. Wow. So that was a big, um, you know, commission draw for, for the company. That's interesting. My first job was with Stotler. Oh, right. Sure. So I knew those running. guys. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to me how people get to the floor. I traded with Arbor's kid, Mike. Oh, right. He he was he came to the Merck. Oh, and then right. weirder still is um, his partner. Did you ever know Ben Rose? No. So I guess he was a partner with uh, Hank Shacken and and Pat. And his daughter and I are really good friends now. Yeah. It's really funny. Small now. world. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Trading is a totally small world. <laughs> totally small world. So. You went and you clerked, and it says here that um, Arbor got in a fist fight or something. Yeah, I, I think I was on Tasty Trade and oh. told that story. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I mean, that was the first time I met him. <laughs> right? And he was a boxer. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, and Jack yeah. Sander both were yeah, boxers. Yeah. But, I mean, he had the guy by the neck. Um, I won't say the guy's yeah. name. But um, he wasn't the first one to go after this guy. No, so. no. So... Do you remember when you got your membership, what they were trading for? Uh, yeah, it was. It, it, it's a really funny question. Yeah. Um, it was probably, well, uh, I got one under Continental. So okay. I was I was the oh, Continental no. Soybean <laughs> Futures That's a trader. whole different That's story. That's a different Con story, Continental, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So um, they were around 360 forever. They were in that three, yeah. mid 300s, just for absolute ever. Right. Right. And that so, was, and then who did your bank loan? Um, well, so that's, you know, this is, we can go down another path here right. because you read all this and you hear people say, oh, you're not supposed to keep score. Well, if somebody does something nice for me, I'm keeping score. Right. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that right. guy, that guy, you're I'm right. going to respect him. And you were a broker, right? No. You were I, a broker, tra you were a trader. Well, did you fill any paper? I filled paper when I worked for Conti. I worked oh. for Conti. Not all Conti bought me away. Got it. Got it. And Got I it. pissed off a lot of brokers by going in the pit and doing it myself. Yeah. But that's what this guy wanted. I worked for, you know, a pretty big, you know, money manager type oh, guy. Oh, I got it. Okay, so, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were always right around 360, and Hank Shacken yeah. gave me half, and Keith Bronstein gave me half. Wow. No 100%, bank loan. No bank. Well, Hank yeah. guaranteed, you know, yeah, 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 yeah sure. the bank. But I yeah, mean, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like two guys, so I paid them off. That's like Harry the Hat was this famous broker on the floor of the Merc, and when his bosses left town, he went and lied to the bank. They gave him a loan, and he bought a seat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be a little bit ballsy, you know, and that just kind of shows. Yeah. yeah, We talk about entrepreneurs today yeah, being yeah. ballsy. Well, that's kind of yeah. the first bastion of entrepreneurship was down on the trading floor. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, um, and, the, and the thing that I miss is... Um, you know, the transparency of it all. Yeah. And that's the, that's the conundrum with uh, angel investing or in, in investing Anything. at all. Yeah. Just being out in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, this wacko that ran uh, that one drop of blood thing. What was that? Oh, uh, yeah. Elizabeth Theranos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, oh, I mean, what a... <laughs> So multiply that by, uh, you know, she was the top of the, you know, of uh, the pyramid. But, you know, at the bottom of the pyramid, there's totally just scammers. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know what you guys did, but, you know, every pit had a different culture. Um, <laughs> For real. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny because when you're trading, and I talked about this with Michael Patek, who started this, like he started in the Dow Jones pit. And I'm like, how did you pick that? And he just sort, sort of fit his personality. Uh, and, you know soybeans was not like wheat and so yeah. the personalities were different and the pit culture was different yeah and and so like in the hogs where i finished my career it was very different than the euro dollars much smaller community and when somebody did something in the oh, hogs yeah. it was loud yeah and people called them out yeah. and they ran them out of there yeah yeah so there were guys like that would want to move from, let's say they want to move from the currencies or S&Ps or something into the hogs, and they'd yeah. say, no, you can't come in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. It I was mean, just, it was, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, again, not politically politically correct no we put their arm around you and said you know yeah. can you fill out the hurt feelings report yeah right 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 can you tell i want to go there i gotta go to the arbitration committee yeah the arbitration committee had shut you down yeah. um yeah it was totally crazy so how do you you know how do you translate you know decades of that into um you know making an investment right, right. that pays out right 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 and so who so, so what is it? And, you know, this sort of soapbox mantra, it's all about the people. And um, it's that simple. Yeah. It's absolutely that simple. It is. How do you keep your mind together? So I think one of the things about trading is it's such a mental game, you know. Yeah, the numbers and stuff. But how do you keep your head together when different things happen? Well, you know, 
me, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I've just had a, um, whatever it is, an explorers, you know, when I was seven or eight, I would yeah. get up early and ride my bike around Waukegan yeah. before anybody was up. I mean, right. you know, nobody worried about, you know, whatever, you know, right. child, whatever. And um, so I've traveled a lot and, um, and it's mostly been serendipity, the connections I've made and mm-hmm. then some, you know, ambassadors, yeah, right. whatever. I mean, right. you know, some pretty interesting people. And um, I really enjoyed um, the time, this is, you know, pre-cell phone and GPS and all that, <laughs> where you're really like off the grid. Yeah. Right. You're, right. You're really off the right. grid. Right, right. And, um, you know, combine that with a couple ounces of ayahuasca in the middle of the Amazon. Yeah. And now you're really, really off the grid. Right. And um, so I was, I've always been attracted to, I guess, getting a new perspective because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you can just, it's the same shit. I mean, if you go back decades, I mean, just do this, you know, look at headlines for decades. Right. It's the same shit. There's a currency issue here. Mm-hmm. Argentina's in debt. I mean, it's yeah, the right. same, same, right. same. Right. And um, so how do you bring something new, you know, and create change? Yeah. Um, you know, my mother said I was born old, you know, yeah. and old. So whatever you call those old souls or whatever. Right. I think a time out is good. Yeah, time away. Yeah, time away. So if you got into a bad streak trading, you'd go for a walk, you'd go away. <laughs> one time. One time, <laughs> one time I, I don't know whether it was like a Thursday or something, I you know, I lost a chunk of money. And yeah. I got on a plane and went to London. Yeah. That afternoon. Right. I'm just like, I'm leaving, <laughs> you know? Why London? Why did you just choose know. London? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I probably went to go look at the trading floor there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So could you say what? your worst day was and your best day um, is that you want that to be in the public realm or not <laughs> and it's funny like i don't remember my best day but i remember my worst yeah, day I, like it was yesterday the losses sting worse than the gains uh jeff this this is where uh, in in a lot of times in my life where i've lost people right? yeah so i'll go with the story right and you mm-hmm. say well is that real is it not real mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. a story right and um you know, I was in Hanoi, uh, January 1st. I forget what the year is. I was probably 09. And I was, like everybody on the floor, we had all this stock, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had closed at like 700. And 714. Hot, 714. I was in Singapore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and I had a dream showing me that the price went to 399. And I didn't act. And yeah. that costs about 5 million bucks. Right. Right. And I had reached out to, to friends. And, I, you know, there's a great moral here for me, yeah. right? And I think you can expand on it yeah. for humanity, but you have to listen to your dreams. You do. Yeah, sort of. I, I mean, yeah, I remember, I'll never forget, I looked at that close and I looked at my wife and I said, well, if we sold now, we'd never have to work a day again. And then I rode that son of a bitch all the way down to 155. Oh, ouch. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Um. And then today, of course, today it's, it's just yeah, killing you're, you're it. Killing it's, it. But yeah. it's interesting. Like I remember once, I had a trade on, and this is before there were twenty four seven trading, right? And so the pits would be open. Like the grain pits were, I think nine thirty to one fifteen. Yeah. The hog pit was you know nine oh five to one. Yeah. Um, bonds were bonds eight. were. Yeah, tried bonds were eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Euro dollars were seven twenty to two. Mm. Bonds closed at two. S and P's were eight thirty to three fifteen. And these are all central times. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. listening, um, and in the U.S. And so um, at two, markets closed. Yeah. And I was trading euro dollars. I had these had like a front to red spread on, and not a few. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I knew where I wanted to get out. And so Singapore opened at six fifteen or something like that. So I called, and and I said, hey, I want to put an order in, like, you know, March, red March, sell, whatever, at this price. And at, like, 2 in the morning, I woke up, and my wife goes, what's going on? <laughs> and I said, I just got filled. Uh-huh. And then the phone rang, and I picked it up, and they go, you're filled. And I was like, whoa, that's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's out there. You yeah, know so you do have there. to follow your gut sometimes, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, your gut your gut can tell you a lot of stuff um, in investing. So uh, we got so much to talk about. What? Tell me about this shaman thing. How, how did you get involved with that, it, and what is that all about? Yeah. Because people don't know. Alan is a shaman, right? Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. And so you went to the Amazon, and how were you first exposed to that? It's again, it's total serendipity. I was in the uh, Iquitos, and this is uh, twenty-five years ago, right? And um, it was a pretty uh, wacky town then. It's still wacky, mm-hmm. but you know they've got paved roads now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always <laughs> Anyways, good. Yeah. yeah, cement's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the Amazon's growing like. It's yeah. just gangbusters. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Um, and I was at dinner, and uh, there were like 10 people. There was a British guy that I had met, and I was with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he just, he was at the end of the table. They're all speaking Spanish. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And he goes, uh, hey, Alan, he goes, uh, the man sitting next to you was a powerful shaman, and uh, he's headed home. Uh, but if we pay him you know, some money, he'll come up the uh, river with us, and we can do a ceremony. And I'm like, sure. You know, like what, I had no idea what I was doing. What makes a powerful shaman compared to an uh, impowerful? Yeah, well, you know, let's, you know, do you want to draw analogies to, you know, startup yeah. wizards? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, here's the thing. When I started doing it, right, nobody knew what it was. I mean, and you know, I, I would tell people about it and they'd literally turn and walk away. Right. And, um, and now the crazy you know, it's just nuts. Now I have people sending me emails or, you know, hey, can you tell me about how we do a ceremony? Yeah. So, you know, so the 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 non-powerful shaman is the guy who's done it five times in a yoga studio yeah, here in right. Chicago. And right. he's going to lecture me on, like, what it's all about. Yeah, right, 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 yeah, right. right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, stick your own skin in the game. <laughs> right, yeah. So you went and did that, and yeah. now you go down and how often do you go down to the Amazon well, and do that whole thing? this tells you how involved that was. So, you know, I'd be on the... Uh, uh, I would leave on a Wednesday. I would get into uh, Lima at midnight, and the connecting flights are, you know, in the morning. Yeah. Fly out on Thursday to Pulcopa or right. uh, 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 Iquitos uh-huh. or Puerto Maldonado. And um, I drink Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes grab the um, Sunday plane and be home on the trading floor on Monday. And sometimes I drink on Monday. I do that yeah. three times a year. Right. And that wasn't cheap. Right. You know what I right, mean? Because right. I've also traveled with um, a Peruvian shaman as kind of like my psychic bodyguard. Right. And I pay everything for him. Right. So it's times two everything we do. Wow. So what part of that experience do you integrate into your daily practice? Well, like I do yoga and yeah, there's certain things you do daily. That, yeah. You know, um, you, know I, I, you have to own your life. 
Okay. And I think a lot of substances, um, you know, you can feel good for a while. Right. And, um, but if you're, you know, you don't make the bed or clean the clothes or right. wash the dishes. Right, right. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 Right? Right. Even though blah, blah, blah. Right. So I think it's about, it's just, um, it's about saying to yourself, it's it's constantly, I had took a photo out at Burning Man a few years ago that I've used in a talk. And this, these, <laughs> this camp had built what's called a self-ass kicker. And it had three types of shoes. One was a boot, one was a, a running shoe, mm -hmm. one was like a dress shoe. And it had this uh, wheel thing with a handle and you could, you know, turn the handle and kick yourself in the ass. Yeah. And for me, ayahuasca is the, uh, it's like a uh, Norton antivirus for your brain. Right. Um, I have seen things. I'm like, am I still thinking about that? That took place seven years ago. Right. Let that shit go. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. And there's a lot of people that I, I think, especially now because of technology that um, people don't, and I've given this analogy i've shown this before exponential growth we don't have a clue right we don't have a clue because we don't know what it feels like right. what it feels like you can tell me that the chips are going to be you know this much smaller and you're going to have 10 billion in your phone or 100 billion right. in your phone in you know so many years fine great but what does that mean for humanity and right. um i just think one of the, the resurgence in the uh, whatever you want to call it with psilocybin or ayahuasca or the mm -hmm. DMT. I mean, nobody knows what's going on. Right. We're so complex. I mean, it's I mean, it's complex. Yeah. yeah. So, so I read. I mean, I read a lot. I mean, I just read a lot. It's it's a personal, it's personal work. Yeah. Interesting. I think you do have to let stuff go. Um, it still shapes you. It does. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it still shapes you, but <clears throat> you do have to let it go. So Burning Man, you mentioned, yeah. um, you just got back yeah. from this Last edition. Week. <laughs> I'm still, you're still here. Yeah, you're I'm not still, burning. I'm, yeah. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a tan. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but when did you first go and like, what's the deal with Burning Man? I've never been Yeah. an economist this year, Nobel prize winner, Paul Romer went okay. and like, photographed all the people i don't know what the hell he's doing but yeah he's trying to figure it out yeah um <laughs> i had a photo exhibit uh this yeah. year two of them out uh -huh. at burning man wow um but i um look again serendipity um you know sorry for the me 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 here yeah, yeah, but yeah. um 2004 there was a reporter for the new york times and she asked me to go and i went online and i read about it and i said there's no way i said they are not my kind of people. Right. I'm not going to go. It's right. not for me. Right. Blah, 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 and blah. what? How long has it been going? So 2004. How many years has it been going? Uh, probably about 15. Oh, really? That yeah. long? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know that much about yeah. it. That's why I'm asking. It's 30 some years on. Oh, geez. And, um, however, so here's here was her negotiating point, right? Yeah. She said, "Look, uh, about two years before, she and I had flown to Venezuela, and we hiked Mount Roraima. Mm -hmm. Mount Roraima is the background for Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World. Uh -huh. So she sells a story to the New York Times about her hike, and when the, she sells it, she tells the editor, you ought to contact Alan. He took a bunch of photos. So they ran. I had the cover of the Sunday section along yeah. with another photo in I think there's six or seven other photos in the article. You know, I got paid. Okay, right, fine. sure. Didn't pay for the trip. <laughs> anyways, um, so she says to me, "Look, I'll write the article. You take the photos, and we'll sell the thing." So you know, that was my hook. Right. And um, 
I very distinctly remember, you know, like my first 10 minutes, like walking down the streets, right? I would go, every 10 minutes, I go, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then another time, that's a craziest thing. And I had to have Walking down the streets of burning. Yeah. And then I had- And this is in the middle of the desert. So they've set up like a little village. No, they create a city. Yeah. They create a city with streets and, you know- It's crazy. Yeah. And um, so I had a little talk to myself. I said, you got to let go because this is, you know, you're going to be here and you can't every 10 minutes. And um, it's extremely um, creative. So I've been going out earlier and earlier. And the, the, the thing that draws me back is the people that work. Mm-hmm. So for you to uh, come and have your experience um, the, you know, the amount of work and effort and cost that goes into you to, you know, for you to stand on an art car and have your mm-hmm. drink and laugh and mm-hmm. giggle and whatever, um, is it's, it's mind boggling. I, I was talking to our camp boss, uh, this year and, you know, we're trying to estimate what the value, if you had to put a financial tag on what your, you know, 400 and what did it, $80 ticket or something right. buys you. It's, I think it's in the hundreds of millions, wow. hundreds of millions. Huh? I mean, there's That's a, crazy. Art, I have a, a art car that uh, I just love and I go over to their camp every yeah. year called the Mayan warrior. And this thing is a piece of art. It has a 70,000 watt sound system. Wow. It has like, you know, this kind of close your eyes and think of Vegas. It's got as many lasers as, you know, you can imagine. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's just killer. How it's, do they get food and water out there? I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, right? right? That's it. So the thing, again, I appreciate is all the logistics, all the yeah. people that, that do the work. And, and the organization itself, when you go out there... There's rangers and there's all these, you know, you have, yeah. I have to get a, from my art car, I have yeah. to get a daytime license and a nighttime license. Oh, wow. And this year for day, I think I only waited shy of two hours uh-huh. in the, you know, in the sun, mm-hmm. right? And, and, Probably um, not the best for a bald guy like me, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> bald Norwegian yeah. skin. <laughs> there's, believe me, there's, you know, hundreds of people waiting in line. Oh my and, God. Um, and they get a nighttime license. But all that s- structure is volunteer. Yeah. There's no there's government a, entity. It's all... Well, we call them the Borg. Right. That's, that's the entity. But there's no elected... The state of Arizona doesn't... Or wherever this... Is it in Arizona, Nevada? I, it's I in even, Nevada. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no government. There, let me tell you, this is the most surveilled piece of property on the planet. Yeah. Every organization is out there. You, you NSA, CIA, yeah. FBI, every but single But they're not one organizing it. No. Yeah. They're they're observing It's it's like Mardi Gras in New Orleans is not a government organized thing. That's yeah. all done by the public. Yeah. And the crews. Yeah. And they organize the parade route and yeah. the parades and who's walking when and yeah. all that stuff. So I do say it's a little bit like Chicago politics. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, is there a lot of bribes and corruption? No, you don't know. <laughs> you don't want to get caught doing that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a pack of American spirit cigarettes <laughs> that can yeah. go far out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, prison yeah. currency. Yeah, you know? right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a great economic piece just academically that you should, should read. Everybody should read it. It's called the Economics of a POW Camp, and it's really this guy. He was British shot down and he was an economist and he wound up in this German POW camp. He was in Stalagluft one and he wrote a paper about what happened. So they would get this 
currency, quote currency, and it would be the Red Cross packets that would come in, right? So okay. they would get these baskets. Yeah. And then people would start to trade. Mm. And so all of a sudden a market economy mm-hmm. came out of this. And like the Sikhs got their basket and they didn't eat meat. So it's like oh, and meat's right. a valuable commodity, right? Right. right or right. guys that didn't smoke right. would sell their right. cigarettes for stuff. Yeah. And um it got so big that this tea stand that that shot, uh, needed an accountant to keep track of everything. And so they had this, and then the, um, these two British officers decided that they needed some regulation. So they regulated it and the market economy collapsed. Oh um, my God. but you see it replicated at things like Burning Man and in prison, Yeah, you know, cigarettes are a currency or two yeah. cans of tuna or stuff where you don't have an actual currency, Yeah, but because um, people are, I believe are hardwired to want to trade. Which yeah. made trading so fun, yeah. um, and they want gains from trade, and so market economies crop up when you have people just organize somewhere. And I think that's why Paul Romer was there uh, checking it out I'll just to, read to see. It. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, look, they they have a saying: the playa provides, and um, I could go on forever mm-hmm. about the synchronicities, the crazy things that you would say. What are the odds of that happening? Right. And then it happens. Right. And um, so. There's all kinds of camps out there. I mean, yeah. they'll go from hot dog camp to coffee camp right. to, you know, martini camp right. to whatever, whatever. And um, your car breaks down, there's somebody that's got so, tools. So you can get anything out there, basically, if you want it. <laughs> well, it's... I mean, if I wanted a steak, You'll find I could find it. So one. one of the guys in our camp... It and, just costs money. Uh, no. No money. No, no money. No money. No barter. It's all gift. It's all gift. It's gift economy. How does that work? I don't understand that. Like gift economy. Yeah. So do you earn karma points no, or something? It's it's just gifting. I, you know, you yeah. I mean, look, yeah, probably karma points for So somebody. if I was going to go there for yeah. my first time. Yeah. What would what advice would you give me? I'd give you a lot of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what should I bring? Pace yourself. Yeah. No, that's it. It's that simple. Pace yourself. But what should I bring? Um I would bring, uh, you know, think besides sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You have to yeah. plan for it to be really hot during the day. Yeah. Um, you might get caught in a dust storm. That it's really fun if it's like twenty-five or forty minutes because yeah. it's really cool because it's a whiteout. Right. I mean, literally, like you don't see something thirty feet in front of you. Wow. And it gets kind of really quiet. Yeah. And um, good time to have a smoke. Yeah. And. Um, and then, but if it's two or three hours, then you're like, oh, oh fuck, this isn't any fun. So plan for that. Plan mm-hmm. for nighttime being cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if you want, I mean, if you want, you can figure out. This year I gave away, this is the swag I forgot to yeah. bring you, stainless steel um, cups, 10-ounce cups with the logo of my pink bunny car yeah. on them. Yeah, But the key... Right, the key, and I thought this through quite a bit. Yeah, was a car- carabiner on it, so you can just connect it to a belt loop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a hit. Interesting. That was a hit. And so, like, how do you pack for something like oh, this? Like, if just, I'm going, if nuts. I'm going to Florida, I pack, throw a swimsuit yeah. in, yeah. some flip flops, yeah. I take my bag, right? Yeah. If you're Get packing your, for Burning Man, yeah, what do you like? What stuff do I need? Do I need clothes? Do I need? You don't. <laughs> It just depends on how you want yeah, to roll, right, right? I guess, yeah. You, know I mean? I, you want to be naked in a dust storm. Yeah. Um, what? I mean, really? A lot of nudity. 
Like if you, I mean, if you were a first time person and you're yeah. like, I want to go to Burning Man, I yeah. just bought my ticket. Yeah. Uh, I would say the, uh, I would highly advise to uh, connect with a camp. Yeah. You know, we, I've had three. So last year there were three CEOs that I have invested in yeah. that were at our camp. Oh, really? Yeah. This year there was one CEO. And then this year. Um, I brought out the shaman that I've worked with for 25 years oh, wow. to give him the experience. I'm, and, you know, I have to tell you, he... <laughs> what did he think? Yeah. He's still he's still figuring Is it he? out. <laughs> <laughs> he slept basically for two days when he got home. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And how many days is Burning Man? Uh, it's Officially, it's a week. I went out a week early to help build. Yeah. So, um, which, and I mean... Then at the end, they burn the whole thing down, or what do they do? Well, they burn the man on Saturday night. They burn the temple on Sunday night. This year, there were just, this year, there were a lot of burns. So people build, there was a structure called Folly, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, these towers. So I think one went up four stories, and in each one of them, there were uh, rooms that were decorated, and they're, you know art and sayings i mean it was there was a stage where there were performances um they burned that down i wow. mean there were a lot of burns this year interesting yeah. and then most people leave um sunday afternoon or monday morning uh so it's kind of i don't know I'm, there's a official number i i always throw out sort of like half you know uh, sunday yeah. and then some stay for the temple burn and then it's like a you know, a race. Everybody tries to get out. It took me four hours uh, in an RV just to get to the main road. So I was stuck in the Burning Man exit traffic for four hours Holy in the middle of the night. Shit! And that's how you, that's how you get out. Is you take an RV in. There's no or like train or no or Uber. There's uh, <laughs> the yeah, the Burning Man bus. Okay, that's a very effective way to travel in and out. Okay, uh, they don't have to wait in line. And what airport do you fly into, Vegas or? Uh, I fly, uh, most people fly into Reno. I flew into Sacramento to pick up the RV. Oh, okay. Um, there's a guy, an individual, I think it's like his retirement account. Yeah. So he's got 16 of these. Wow. And um, it saves me 15 grand yeah. in fees. And I really like the fact that I just pick up the phone and I talk to him if yeah. there's anything wrong. Right. Except for when cell service goes down out uh, at the river. And there is no cell service down there? Or well, there um, yes and no. I mean, uh, most people, um, some people were able to make calls. Uh -huh. um, most of, I didn't get any text or any email. Like an email would come in and it would, had been sent three days ago. Yeah. And then it would come in and work for five minutes and then be out. And then there were, I would say, three um, Wi-Fi spots where right. individuals, you know, had set up a Wi-Fi. And thing. is it all diesel-generated power or? <laughs> it's, that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody's I mean? using solar. <laughs> well, uh, actually, actually, there, there is a Burning Man solar um, uh, org. And um, so funny. every year... Uh, the different camps really, I mean, they put a lot of yeah. effort into, this is the creative part. So like, wind. Our, yeah. But, but like in our camp, we've got these engineer artists yeah. and they build, I mean, the Michael Kahn in LA built me a pink fur bunny car yeah. with 840 LEDs that are computerized, right. you know, for at night. And he had, I think, two or three different three-wheel bicycles. Solar, one was solar-powered. He had another car that had uh, had three wheels, and and they were uh, airplane tires. These big, yeah. you know, uh, soft 
bubbly things. It was solar powered. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these, we have a cupcake. You know, we have a tiki bar car. Yeah. Uh, occasionally we have a, a Hoover vacuum cleaner that's like 40 feet tall right. come out. Uh, we had a, a, a ladybug uh, art car this year. So we've got all these toys to play with, wow. right? Yeah. So what's next for you? You've, you've been angel. You're in how many companies? A lot. A lot. A lot. And um, some are raising next round capital. Yeah, and we Next talk, round capital, yeah. yeah. We talk like you're in Spot Hero, Hero. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark runs a really good company. And then you and I are invested in Open Finance, which is the first platform for trading securitized crypto yeah. currency. Or not, that's that's not, securitized tokens yeah. is a better way to put it. Um, and they've got, I think, five or six that they're trading. So um, interesting. What, like, floats your boat when somebody comes to ask you for investment? It's funny. Um, so I asked this one guy one time, um, like, what's your... You know what's the end game here? Yeah, and um, I gave him a chunk of change. Yeah, uh, it was a real estate thing, and he's become really successful. Uh huh. Really successful. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but his response was, "I want the biggest, baddest ass art car out at Burning Man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we just had a big laugh. Oh, that's you know funny. I mean? Yeah, that um, is funny. I will say, uh, you know, out of respect for Matt Matros. Um, you know, Matt's, uh, a real person yeah. right? and, you know, he's had real, uh, success. Right. And I had a coffee with him right before I went out to Burning Man. And, um, you know, he's asking himself that question and, you know, what's his, what is a role now that he can play that benefits, mm -hmm. you know, all of us, right? right. That where we all kind of win. And, um, you know, I think in my heart, um, that's what I'm looking for. And mm -hmm. but if somebody says, "Hey, you know, let's build a shovel because it's you know works better, let it last longer, yeah. gets it done quicker," right? right. And um, and you and the this whole thing of gamifying things, making it fun, mm -hmm. so it's not drudgery. Whether I'm learning. Um, you know, arithmetic, right? Or you know, how to use my iPhone, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm right? Like, What's that map for? So, right, 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 um, right. Um, you know, it's look, like I said, I read a lot, and mm -hmm. um, you have to wake up. And I think part of this uh, ayahuasca shaman experiences is just to assist or be there when somebody uh, wakes up and not be judgmental and protect the energy around them when they uh -huh. do that. But, um, you know, it, it's not a fair game. I right. mean, when look, you and I know how it works, right. right? We know how it works. And I'm not sure a lot of people really understand that. I mean, even in politics, there's a, a book called Dark Money. And, okay, so, you know, you got a few hundred million or a billion, and you fund this uh, foundation mm -hmm. for 50 million, and it puts out all this, you know, whatever right. uh, uh, crap. It's a tax write-off to you. Right. You get to write it off your taxes. Right. Wow. How do I compete with that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. Does Amazon pay taxes? Does Apple? Does yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, every every talks about you know the personal tax rate and you know uh, yeah. gifts to the rich or whatever. But seriously, folks. I mean, I look. I appreciate that I can get my you know, ink delivered, uh, you know, by tonight so I can print a photo for Bernie. I appreciate yeah. that. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's not a fair game. What's the last good book that you re read? Uh, well, actually, 
Oh <laughs> no, no, because I, I read a lot. So yeah, I wanna, yeah. I wanna, He's got to look. I, I, I've got a couple. Yeah. I tell you, I had a great time reading. Um, Stephen King wrote a book on writing, and this is years and years oh, ago. Wow. And um, it's it's just it's in his language. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like his right. conversation with you, and right. it just was great. So the four and this talks the about the you know the fangs right? f-o-u-r or yeah. f-o-r-e f-o <laughs> yeah yeah f-o-u-r by scott gallo and it, oh, this okay. is it, it talks about the fangs yeah I, I just finished um the facts and fears by james clapper he ran down to say he ran yeah, this, yeah, our yeah. security apparatus yeah. for the united states and so i appreciate those types of perspectives uh, as to what is going on. And mm -hmm. he's, you know, it's his last chapter and he had to decide whether to write the chapter or not, but he kind of went off on our present government. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he's like, look, I mean, you hire us to do this job. We can point exactly, exactly, you know, time, date, whatever. Yeah. It's Russia, folks. It was Russia, right? Yeah. And then for whatever reason, you know, there's people who go, well, I mean, I don't think it was. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it's like, yeah. are you serious? They're doing well, their job. It's, in, and they're, it's they're... interesting, though, because the country is really divided. So on the other side, they'd say that they trumped this whole, th not not trumped, yeah. they made this whole thing up with a phony FISA warrant and all this stuff. Russia only spent $100,000. And which election hasn't Russia tried to interfere in? Right. Or or the Chinese. Right. Um, you could see this 2020 election where the Chinese don't like these tariffs because they're breaking their economy yeah. and they may funnel money to the... The Democrats, they certainly funneled money to Bill Clinton. Um, but the country is divided, yeah. totally. I mean, 100%. Well, what happened when you and I grew up? I mean, yeah. you know, nostalgic is whatever, right? Yeah. You know, you got to be real careful of it, right? Yeah, you do. Look look, look back as yeah, a yeah. learned lesson instead of, right. again, you know, my hurt feelings report. Right. But, I mean, you and I grew up, I mean, you'd hide under your atomic bomb right. test hide under the right, right. desk yep, or, you yep, know yeah, and, we had you the know, atomic bomb drills yeah. yeah you know russia was this yeah. and da, da 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 and it's like what happened yeah <laughs> I, I thought we were at least a little bit all in it together yeah. you know it's like <laughs> it's crazy yeah uh it's it's funny even like in chicago the board of trade and Merck had a gigantic rivalry hated right. each other oh right oh they yeah did. hated yeah. each yeah. other and it was so stupid because every firm then had to have two offices that's right right one at the Merck and one at the board right increase I mean, their costs yeah 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 i mean and it wasn't until what oh seven I can't remember when the Merck actually bought the Board of Trade, but they cleared the Board of Trade and got rid of the Board of Trade Clearing Corp, and that paved the way for them yeah. to come together. So, And I remember being in the boardroom, and they did talk seriously about merging, and that would have been 1999. And then whoever was the elected chairman of the Board of Trade did a deal with Eurex. Yeah. And we were like, you yeah. guys just signed with the devil and yeah, they're going to eat I your know. lunch. Yeah. That and, was um, scary. That was a, that was a, I was terrified yeah, at the yeah. time that the doors had closed. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So anyway. um, we didn't know what we had. Right. No, it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, well, great having you on the program Thanks, today. Jeff. I don't want to take up your whole time. Um, you can find Alan on Twitter at what's your Twitter, Twitter handle. Oh, Do you... geez. <laughs> Alan Matthew one. Where can people find you? Tribal Ventures for sure. Yeah, I. You know what? It's like I know I should just. You know, I always figure somebody 
figured out how to get to me that they had to put a little effort in. Yeah. Maybe it was yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people come on the podcast to publicize what they're doing. Alan's a friend of mine. He just came on to chit chat. So he doesn't really care. Uh, if you want to meet him, you can find him. Um, he's in Chicago sometimes. Right. Uh, and sometimes he's not. And yeah. if not, we'll try to post a picture of his car. We could do a ceremony in Peru. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll try to picture, post a picture of your car from Burning Man, um, and you can find him there yeah. next year. Um, so great having All you right. on the Thanks, Up Jeff. podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Listeners, thank you for making it all the way to the end of this After Dark episode of the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest, a brand new market reaction. It's all going to be brand new, though chances are it'll be a guest who probably has gone to Burning Man under a dozen times. That's just my premonition. In the meantime, please let us know what you think in the blog comments. Join our exclusive Top Step Trader Facebook community, and uh, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes so that uh, more people can learn about trading futures and uh, ritual healing. Sounds great? Good? All right. In that case, that's all for me, Jack the Lizard King Pelzer. Hope you keep all those third eyes open and join us next week. Namaste and trade well. This episode produced by Dante32. Futures in Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.